Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Training with Tucker podcast. My name is Tucker Gross and I am a endurance athlete and coach and I started this podcast to put out short weekly episodes on a variety of different training topics to help athletes out there improve and have a deeper understanding of how to train. So today I'm going to chat about recovery. Recovery is an aspect of training that is often overlooked. We see the the training, uh, the, the mileage of our training, the actual activity of getting out there and running as what's going to get us to where we want to be. And while that is true, without rest, we're never going to realize our true potential. The, the growth equation, which is a podcast that I would certainly recommend checking out, Steve Magnus, Brad Stolberg, they've popularized the, the, the growth equation, which is stress plus rest equals growth or adaptation in this case. Stress, workouts, training, some sort of stressor that we're applying to the body plus rest is how we are going to actually create adaptation in the body, which is how we improve. We're so focused on the stress, we often neglect the rest, and therefore we're not able to really get to our full potential. So I'm going to talk about a couple different aspects of recovery. The first thing I'm going to talk about is our day-to-day recovery. And then the second thing I'm going to talk about is recovering after a super hard session or a race. So first off, when it comes to -to day-to-day recovery, this starts before you even head out for a run. Something that you need to think about and consider is you want to be going into your harder training sessions fueled. There are certainly benefits if you do it the right way to doing some of your training fasted, but any of your longer sessions, your harder sessions, it's really important that you are fueling before and during so that you don't come out of that training session depleted. So you want to make sure that you are taking in some calories before you go out for a hard training session. And on those harder sessions, longer sessions, you want to be fueling during so that you're not coming out of it depleted and behind the eight ball um, from that session. After your harder sessions, you want to make sure that you are taking in some calories, uh, ideally getting in some, some protein. Around 30 grams is probably good within 30 to 60 minutes after those, those harder sessions. I have a hard time often after a a tough workout eating solid food sometimes. So for me, what I will often do is make a smoothie and I'll make sure that I put protein powder in the smoothie so that I'm getting protein, um, you know, getting calories in, but it's, it's in a form that is more digestible for me. So taking in some, some calories within that 30 to 60 minute window after a hard training session is really important because that helps with the recovery process. In training, on a daily basis, we are balancing the stress and the rest, right? And that's why we typically don't do back-to-back hard sessions. We do a workout, the next day we recover. Now, recovery can look differently depending on the day. Some days we will have active recovery. So maybe it's a 30 to 40-minute run at an easy effort. Maybe it's a day off. But we want to make sure that we are allowing the body to absorb the benefits of the previous training that we've been doing. Focusing on the intention of each specific session is really important. 
And too many runners think they have to be pushing it every single day. If, they, if you want to run faster, you got to be pushing yourself. And the truth is you have to focus on the intention. So when you're doing a workout, the intention a lot of the time is to push it, to go hard, to challenge yourself. On recovery days, the intention is to help your body recover. So all we're trying to do is get the blood moving, get the muscles warmed up and uh, you know shake things out so that the next time we have a harder session, the legs are feeling fully recovered. Taking an off day is also really important. And that's why every one of my athletes has at least one off day per week, if not more. Doesn't mean that you can't do anything the whole day, but taking one day off per week is really important, not only physically to get a break, but also mentally. To have a break, to do other things, spend time doing other things that, you, that are important to you, having that chance to, to kind of catch your breath, regroup before you go back into training. Because training gets tough. It gets hard. At least it should be, right? If you're training to improve your physiology, you have to dig deep sometimes. You're building the mileage, you're building the intensity. That is stressful on the body. At a cellular level, it is stressful. It is breaking things down. You need to allow your body the time to rebuild, regenerate. Another really important aspect of recovery is sleep. Sleep is actually when the majority of the repair process is actually happening. When we are running, we are not only breaking down muscle tissue, we are also causing damage to our bones. And when we are asleep, our body is able to repair. So I recommend getting eight hours of sleep per night. I know that that's tough for some people, um, whether you have family, work, whatever you have, you know, whatever commitments you have that is keeping you from getting eight hours of sleep per night. I understand that. Everyone has different situations. But if you are training for something that you're really passionate about, you should be able to justify carving out eight hours a night to be in bed at the very least resting, if not fully asleep, because it's really, really important. The three biggest aspects of reaching your goal, the three big buckets that we want to make sure we are, we're filling up is the training. So getting out there for your runs, for your training runs, your fueling, making sure that you are replenishing the calories that you are burning so that your body can repair, regenerate all of that and improve. And the third one is sleep. Sleep, fueling, and training. And if you neglect the, the sleep and the fueling aspect, you're likely going to be negatively impacting the training. At some point, things are going to break down. You're going to start to see some negative consequences if you're not adequately focusing on the sleep and the fueling. There's certainly many other aspects of recovery that have been popularized in you know the last few decades. Um, stretching is a somewhat controversial aspect of recovery that there's a thousand different theories on. My general understanding and, and my belief when it comes to stretching is that um, dynamic stretching is really important before harder sessions, but stretching after runs, whether it's dynamic or static, it doesn't really matter all that much. Some people swear by it. Some people say they never stretch and they never have any issues, but stretching is, is really not as important as some people believe it is because flexibility isn't important for runners. And in fact, flexibility can be bad for runners. You want to have a fair amount of stiffness uh, to be able to propel yourself forward. Flexibility is not something that is uh, advantageous. Foam rolling, 
is something that another recovery tool that has been popularized and it's something that I use on a somewhat daily basis. And I believe that it, it does help, can help to kind of break up some of the buildup in the muscles. Massage can certainly be helpful. There's also more expensive tools that you can can purchase, such as, you know, percussion massagers, um, Normatec boots, those sorts of things. And there's certainly some benefit to it. If you think that it helps, it will probably help. But everybody is is different. And I certainly don't think those are things that you need in order to recover better. Sleep is free. Normatec boots certainly aren't. And nutrition, fueling is something that no matter what you're doing in life should be a focus. Getting quality food, replenishing the calories that you are spending per day, um, that's really important. So focus on those two things and you'll be okay. Um, But mixing in some foam rolling, if you have access to the other stuff, great. But if not, it's not the end of the world. Now let's talk about recovery when it comes to the end of a training cycle. So this fall, we've had a lot of big races that have happened. We've had a lot of marathon majors. A lot of people have been training for maybe their first in-person race in almost two years. Um, A lot of big city races are happening again. So let's say you've you've just finished a training block where you, you ran your goal race and now you're thinking, all right, well, what do I do next, right? And no matter who you are, it's really important that you take some downtime at the end of a training cycle. Some people bounce back very quickly and they feel like they can run the next day and jump right back into their consistent routine, while others don't feel like they can run for three, four, five days. There's no right or wrong approach and everybody is different, but the truth is if you are pushing yourself to the limit of your ability in a race, especially a longer race, like a half marathon or a marathon, you are causing damage to your body at a significant rate. You are not only breaking down muscle tissue, you're not only doing damage to your your bones, your ligaments, your tendons, um, you are also causing organ damage. There are There's a lot that's going on inside your body that is getting damaged during a high intensity race. You may feel fine the next day or two days later. You feel like you can go out, jump right back into your normal routine, but the reality is your body is not recovered. And if you don't allow it the time to recover, you are not going to be able to train as intensely as you could if you did recover. So my recommendation and how I coach all my athletes is to take the two weeks after your goal race, after a training block, at the end of your training season, and just focus on doing things that feel good. Now, some people need a limitation on that because if I say do what feels good, well, they feel fine two days later and they're going to go out and run every day. Well, in that case, you know, I put some sort of limiter on what they can do. But most people, that means for a couple days, they're not doing a whole heck of a lot. Maybe some walking around, um, a shakeout run of 30 minutes is fine, but it's you know more of a shuffle just to move the legs a little bit. It can really be helpful to relieve some of that soreness. But if you don't feel like running two days after a marathon, that's fine. Take time off. There's really no need to go out and jump right back into training. Fitness is not going to go away overnight. In fact, it takes a lot less than most people think to maintain your fitness. And that's, I think, the main concern. People are like, well, I just worked for four, five, six months to get to where I'm at right now. I don't want to just lose this. I want to maintain this so that the next training cycle, I can run even faster. 
you're not going to lose your fitness overnight. If you go out, say you take two weeks fully off from running, all right, you may have a small two, three percent loss in your fitness. You might feel terrible your next run, your next couple of runs. You're going to feel sluggish. Your legs are going to feel heavy. You're going to be huffing and puffing. But the reality is at a cellular metabolic level, your fitness has not dropped off by that much and it will come back very quickly. So give your body the time it needs to recover and repair the damage that you've done to it. Because I would imagine that you're going to want to do something in the spring. You're going to want to run a marathon, a half marathon, maybe an ultra. You're going to want to do something. Maybe you want to PR. You want to run faster. Maybe it's a 5K on the road. Whatever it may be, you have some big goal that you want to to accomplish in the spring, in the next six months, the next five months. If you don't take the time after your race to actually allow your body to recover, well, you might you might feel fine the first couple of weeks of training. You might feel fine the first month or so, but at some point, you're probably going to see some sort of negative fallout from not taking that time to recover. Maybe it's an injury, right? Worst case scenario, it's some sort of injury that keeps you from running, but maybe it's just burnout. Your body gets to a point where you have just stressed it out for a full training block, you did your race, and then you didn't give it the time to recover. So now you're coming into the next training block with a heightened level of stress, and you're just building on top of that as you go back into training. So maybe it's burnout, mental fatigue, physical fatigue, where you feel like you're not able to do what you want to do. You're not able to hit your workouts as hard, right? And I think that might be the most impactful point here, because a lot of people will feel fine, and they'll go out and the workouts will feel okay, the paces will feel all right. But the reality is, if if your goal is to improve your performance at any any distance, any event, you know that you need to be hitting your workouts at a certain intensity, a certain pace, a certain effort. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to be getting the benefits that you need to actually reach your goals. And if you're not taking the recovery time that you need, at some point in training, you're not going to be able to do what you need to do in your workouts to actually get the benefits from it. So hopefully that is a helpful takeaway and an incentive to give your body the, the time that it needs. But again, everybody's different. So if you want to take two weeks off after a goal race, great. If you don't, if you want to get out, I recommend every other day, 30 minutes, maybe building up to 45, a long run of 60 minutes on the weekend if you really want to. But focus on the joy, focus on what you want to do what gives you joy and makes you happy. Don't do it just because you feel like you're going to lose your fitness because you're not and you're only hurting yourself in the long run. So that's the the gist of recovery from a, a goal race at the end of a, a training block. One point that I did want to make is that you don't need to do this every three, four months. Let's say you have two races a year, right? You train for a spring race and then you have, let's say, a, a fall race. You don't need to take two weeks off after your spring race and two weeks off after your fall race. You can. It depends on how you feel, you know, and that's a a big piece of it. After your goal race, you should assess, okay, how do I feel mentally, physically? Am I dealing with any little niggles, any injuries? Do I feel like an injury might be coming on? Because if that's the case, then it is really important that you take some time off and you assess 
how you can build up your strength and stability. But assess where you're at after your race. If you feel great, that's fine to jump right back into training. But at least once a year, kind of at the end of your racing season, you should take some downtime. And two weeks is perfect. Longer than that, you are going to see some fitness drop off. So try to minimize it. Two weeks is perfect. And then start to get back into a consistent routine. It doesn't mean that if you were training six days a week, your peak mileage was 50 miles uh, on a weekly volume basis. Doesn't mean you need to get right back into that, but start to get back into some consistency. That will help you start to to build back up for the, the next training block. So to wrap things up here, a couple things I would like you to take away from this. Number one, when it comes to recovery, the most important things you can do are eat enough and get enough sleep. Make sure you're taking at least one day off from running each week. And at the end of your racing season, at least once per year, take some time off, take a break. It doesn't mean you can't do anything, but just give yourself the opportunity to recover. It will help you in the long run, and this is a long game. It's all about longevity, building one training cycle on top of the next, on top of the next, one year followed by another year of consistent training, and you need to make sure that you are allowing your body to recover in the present so that you can continue to do this for the long term. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review and share this with anyone who you think would benefit from hearing it. Make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And I look forward to bringing you more information to help you become the best version of yourself.